What's up, good people? You're now tuned in to Crockpot Conversations with Anthony D. Sparks. This is a place where I talk about issues that are practical, hopefully in a way that's powerful, to try to give you something that's portable. Thanks so much for listening, and please make sure that you subscribe to and share the podcast, and if possible, please leave us a rating and a review, because without your five stars, I ain't getting very far. This is episode 55, and today we kick off our November series titled, God Bless America? And the reason why it's posed as a question is because this month I'm going to tackle some hard-hitting issues and interview some amazing people as we explore the current condition and connection of God in America as presently situated. Now, let me say this first off. For all of you who tuned into the October series titled, But My Mistakes Are Too Much, thank you. I definitely hope the series gave you some encouragement and uh, some perspective to help you leave the past in the past and finally move forward. Now, look, at a time where our country has not been this divided since the civil rights era and with the 2020 election front and center, it's safe to say that we hear a lot about God these days. Look, in some cases, he's used by many as a prop, by some as a badge, as uh, by some as a litmus test. And so I just wanted to talk about it. Now, full disclosure, this episode is being recorded prior to election day. So when you hear us talking about who might be elected and all that good stuff, know that even though you're hearing this after the election, this conversation today was had before the election. All right. Now, with that said, this series is going to uh, stretch you. All right. It's going to stretch you because it's going to maybe in some ways piss you off. <laughs> Just real talk. It's going to frustrate you. It's going to disappoint you, um, encourage you, make you smile, make you frown, make you think you're going to go through the full range of emotions. All right. Because we're going to be talking about race, religion, politics, mental health, church hurt, things that quote unquote they say you should not talk about so these are things that affect us day to day and i want to tackle them so get ready all right on the other side of this break i'm going to come back and get into today's episode which is an interview i did with three dynamic thinkers as we discussed being black or christian at the intersection of race and religion in america all right sit tight be right back Hey, do you ever have that feeling that you are made for more? Like that feeling that where you are is not where you're supposed to stay because you know you can do better, but for some reason you're stuck. Well, if so, Anthony D. Sparks can help. As a certified life coach, Anthony has coached hundreds of individuals ranging from CEOs to stay-at-home parents, helping them with issues such as finding their purpose, achieving work-life balance, improving their love lives, or just simply becoming better people. If you've ever thought about coaching and been hesitant, or if you've never thought about coaching but know something in your life has to improve, then this message is for you. Go to www.anthonydsparks.com to book a free consultation to see if Anthony can help. It's time for you to live a life of purpose, on purpose. All right, y'all, welcome back. 
the Crockpot Conversations, episode 55. And again, it's part one of our God Bless America series. Today, we're talking about being black or Christian. And the reason there's an or there is simply because sometimes it's almost like we're forced to choose one or the other based on the public persona of God that's front and center right now, known as the evangelical movement. So joining me today, I've got three dynamic individuals, three strong individuals, and three individuals that will definitely stretch your intellect. And honestly, these are three folks who I consider friends, family, folks who I love, respect, and appreciate. And so um, I've got with me today Katrina Brown, Marcus Jones, and Langston Lee. Welcome to the show, y'all. Happy to be here. Happy to be here, man. It's good to be here, brother. That's what's up, man. I'm glad glad y'all accepted the invite, and I think this is going to be a great conversation for the, for the people. Now, look, before we jump into it, um, if y'all don't mind, give the audience just some brief background on who you are and what you do. Uh, Katrina first, Marcus second, and Langston third. Go ahead. Absolutely. Good evening or morning, whatever time you listen to this, good people. My name is Katrina Brown. I am the CEO of Creative Mind Law, which is a law firm based in Birmingham, Alabama, where we specialize in business law. We help uh, people with trademarks, copyrights, business formations, business plans. Really, we aspire to just help you take your brand to the next level. So um, if you need us, we're, we're happy to assist. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Jones, go ahead, brother. Hello, everyone. This is Marcus Jones, the realest man in Huntsville. And I'm the creator of Rebuke Podcast, which stands for Reestablishing Black Unity, Knowledge, Education, and Economics. We focus on key issues that deal with the black community and bring specialists on to provide solutions. And that's it. Good stuff, brother. Appreciate you, man. Love what you're doing with Rebuke. Thank you so much for being here tonight or today, whenever y'all are listening to it, of course. All right. And last but not least, Langston Lee. Tell them who you are, brother. Man, greetings. Um, Langston Lee. I am a father, husband, mentor. Those are the things that stand out are the most important for me. As far as what I do, I'm in the financial services industry. Good stuff. Good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, brother, for joining us. All right, y'all, here we go. Here we go. Um, Of course, now we know this is being recorded prior to the election. Um, And and so once the people hear this, the election will have already happened. Um, So do with that what you will. But let's just kick it off like this. I just simply want to ask y'all a very, very basic question just to get us started. Um, How would you describe the current state of race and religion in America? I know it's loaded, but... How would you describe the current state of race and religion in our country right now? Jones, feel free, bro. Uh, as of right now, my personal opinion, just like I said, it's my personal opinion. I, I, I don't think that's nothing wrong with religion because um, you still have the right to, to worship as you please, uh, how, how often you please, and whoever you please. Um, so I don't think there's an issue with religion. So I just want to uh, tackle that uh, firsthand. Now with race, um, the current state of race has been the same thing. Uh, I, this, the, econ- the American economy has been based on racism since August 20th, 1619. Um, has it got better? Of course it has, but it has it but is it, do we still have issues? If, you, if you've if you been hiding on the rock, yes, we still have issues. 
Uh, we're still getting murdered by the police uh, with these undercover Jim Crow laws. Um, we've got systematic uh, racism going on uh, through institution and through the judicial system and all that. So uh, the current state of races, I don't think it, nothing really has changed is that the technology has exposed it more and Donald, Tr Donald Duck has allowed them to come out the closet. So that's my opinion on, on that, on that. Okay. Okay. Now that's, that's all right. I, I hear you. I hear you. I feel you. Um, interesting take brother. Uh, Katrina, what about you? The current state of race and religion in America? Well, I think they're both probably, uh, I don't want to use the word trash, um, but it's close there too. And, and here's the thing. I love God. Anybody who knows uh -huh. me knows how I feel about God. But the reality is, I think that we are, we have been conditioned, especially, um, and I hate to say this, sometimes I feel like we've been conditioned that to, to think that social justice is not a religious issue, right? Or they're mm. these separate and apart. And I just think that if you love Jesus, if you know anything about him, if you heard a sermon about him, you realize from the day that he that he was born to this earth, it's been about social justice. Matter of fact, there are so many scriptures in the Bible, so many, when you look at the book of Amos, when you look at the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt, that was social justice. These people were enslaved, they were being abused, and the Bible says that God heard their cries and, and sent Moses to free these people. Why? Because they were being treated unjustly. And so there's a history of the people of God um, and how God has answered that. And so the fact that here in America, and I, and I definitely think this is an American situation, we mm -hmm. have been taught that, you know, these things are separate and apart. And I don't agree with that. And I think that when people call themselves using Christianity as a way to justify racial behaviors, injustice, or to be passive, then you have, then in my opinion, you're not really following Christ. You're just trying to soothe what you truly feel about whatever the issue is. Gotcha, man. That's 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 a good take. That's a good take. Very very in depth um, thought on that. Uh, I I like the angle you tackled it from because um, you know I, I noticed that that Jones tackled it from the perspective of just is religion you know I guess safe? Is it is it still protected? Can you do um, whatever it is you see fit to do when it comes to worship? And of course, uh, yeah, I think that is the case. And then you kind of took it a little bit further with. I guess kind of honing in specifically on the fact that when it comes to uh, Christianity, um, the, the, the quote unquote nation's religion, um, it, it, there's absolutely and obviously some, some, some differences there um, when it comes to how we, how we might perceive it and how another set might perceive it in terms of what you believe, what you should do if you consider yourself a follower of Christ. So I appreciate that perspective. Langston, what about you brother? Current state of race and religion in, in America. I would streamline it and say, um, I would describe it in one word and say necessary. And the reason I say necessary is because we're at a time where contentment, you know, and complacency run neck and neck, right? So it's necessary for everything that we're dealing with now to serve as a reminder, yeah, we have a long way to go to not get complacent in what's, you know, what's happened before us. And not to rest, you know. So that's why I say it's very necessary right now, even though um, it's, it's not beautiful, it's not pretty. But then again, a rebirth, a new birth never is. So the current president, the current situation, the current trials, all these things are, in one word, necessary. Anthony, can I add to that? Sure, yeah, absolutely. I, I, but I just want to make sure I said, when, when we say 
the nation's religion. Let's be clear. God does not, there's nothing special about America from any other country. I don't care what people say. Don't let them tell you that. You know, this country, God doesn't, because we only use religion when we want to oppress people. That's the only mm. time we, you have a whole political referring to the Republicans now who has have this issue about pro-life but they're only pro-life when it relates to how to tell a woman to control their body when it comes to providing for that life outside of the womb they cut off everything as it relates to food stamps education so you're not pro-life right you're okay with mm -hmm. the death penalty you're okay with people taking people's health insurance away so they can die from whatever disease they have you don't care about pro-life in the sense of valuing life you care about mm -hmm. control because you know that's the way that you can be re-elected so when you talk about hypocrisy, if you think that God has some special anointing on this nation, I hate to let you know this, but that's not true. There have been mm. nations greater than us that are now, we go visit their ruins like Rome and other places mm. because when 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 people, when, when and you look at Rome, the way they treat their slaves, any nation, Egypt, Rome, you name it, where they have mistreated those that was least among them, God has has really destroyed both of them economically and their power in the world. And it's happening to this nation right now. That's all I'm saying. Wow. 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 That's a, that's a heavy take. Anybody want to, any, either y'all want to jump in on that? I mean, there's, we got so many other deep questions, bro. We, okay. we, if I do, we'll be, we be stuck on question one. <laughs> <laughs> all good. All good. All good. I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a good point. All right. So, so, so let's use that. I, I, I want to segue then using that. Um, and, and let's delve a little bit deeper. Um, I think everybody here um, identifies as a Christian, if I'm not mistaken. If I am, just, just correct me. Um, but since that's the case if that's the case what do you presently feel like is the greatest threat to um to to, to your christian faith and, and, and again you know look look beyond the surface because i know it's easy to get involved in church speak and be like you know god is good and, and he's great and nothing can threaten i, I get all that but a little bit deeper let, 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 let's be a little bit more critical thinking and and yeah. you know if you had to identify the single greatest threat to you as not just a Christian, but let's be real, as a black Christian um, in America, what would you feel like is the single greatest threat for you right now? Anybody, feel free. <laughs> so for me, I'll jump in here. For me, right. I think the, the, the single greatest threat to religion and your race is misinformation. Right. Okay. Misinformation because a lot of times people get so caught up, and that was that was the perfect segue leading to this um, with Katrina's answer. Because the thing about religion is this: religion and rituals and tradition. At the end of the day, those things are cool, but they mean nothing in the eye of the Savior, right? So okay. instead of a religion, you need a relationship because sure. religion is the thing that manipulated us during slavery times. Religion is the thing that opens the door for you to be controlled through all these things that have nothing to do with your salvation. So I would say misinformation. Um, in regards to race, that misinformation, but also covers over to fear because there's, there's always the, the fear of what, um, what you don't understand. But then there's the fear that we have, intrinsic fear. And, you know, fear is anybody who knows me know that I, I oftentimes talk about fear is so detrimental to you because fear is like a prison that only you have the key to this life sentence of, of this prison. Right. 
But if you're mm-hmm. always afraid, you will never allow yourself to be free. And that's detrimental to us as a race of people. And it does have some precedence on how we got to this point, but it's still relevant. Okay. Good thought. Good thought. So so your your belief is that the single greatest threat to um, your your again using just using the word religion. I mean, but of course we know that relationship is what matters, but the, your Christian faith and, and, and your race is misinformation. Okay. All right. Uh, Katrina, what about you? What do you think is the greatest threat to your faith and your race? I think I think faith is going to be fine. I, I, I genuinely don't. And this is not a cliche to that. I know God is good. Listen, there, I hear people say this all the time. You know, they took prayer out to schools. That's why the school's going down. No, no, the schools are going down because you're not parenting your children. Like... <laughs> Nobody stops you from praying. If you decided to pray in a school, nobody is going to come and say, hey, 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 we don't do that there. See, our problem is we haven't taken initiative. We want the government to dictate when we pray. I think it's important to separate church and state. I don't want okay. the government to when I need to pray and, and what my religion needs to be. Um, so I don't have a problem with the separation of church and state. I think church is going to be fine. I think as a black, I'm more concerned as a black woman than I am as a black Christian. And I'll tell okay. you why. Is because one of the things, if, if people, re- when you think about religion, they're going to protect religion so they can protect themselves and their religion, right? They don't really care about which, if you're Catholic or a member of the Church of Christ or if you're Baptist, whatever. They want to be able to practice the way they want to be able to practice. We're, we're all going to benefit from that, right? It's not necessarily that they want me individually to benefit. But mm-hmm. I don't think that, and, and I think the country cares more about protecting the religious rights than they do actually about protecting human rights. So that's the issue to me. And so I think the threat is. The, the 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 lack of humanity from people, right? The lack of understanding, like the fact that I'm not a Muslim, right? But I respect somebody's right to be a Muslim. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect, I, I don't support the Ku Klux Klan in any such shape, form, and fashion, but the lawyer in me respects people's right to assemble. I, I, I don't have to agree with you in order for me to, res- to, to to be okay with you having the right to live your life the way that you want to live it. And so I really think the threat is that we, everything now, especially, and it's it was before Donald Trump, but everything now is about if we don't agree, then you're racist. If we don't agree, then you're homophobic. If we don't agree, then you support abortion. Everything is so extreme. Now you can't, you you can't, there can't be a middle ground with anything. And I think that's the, the biggest um, threat to all of us is not being able to be different and be appreciated for being different, whether that's through our race, our religion, or through the lack thereof. Wow. So the inability to be different is what you would say is the greatest threat right now. You summed that up so good, Sparks. Absolutely. I, I mean, everybody is trying, you know, when you hear things like, you know, if, if you're a Christian, you got to be voting for Donald Trump. How? Right. Why? Right. He's an open racist. He's support- So you're saying that if Jesus was, first of all, Jesus is not Republican or Democrat. Let me just put that out there. But right. I believe that the Lord that I worship would not be supporting a man who has you this man has cheated on every woman he's I mean when you talk about just basic Bible prince if there's a law to be broken Donald Trump is broken and you're okay with supporting him because he's he claims he's pro-choice how many women you think he didn't have, may have an abortion come on come out of here wow, wow. well one of the wow. things uh Katrina mentioned that I I completely agree with and would like to go a little deeper on is this she mentioned about and it's so true when we talk about race in the country and a race conversation mm-hmm. oftentimes we only deem those conversations to be valid 
if the person is looking at the purview that we want them to receive and respect. And that's not an effective conversation. You have to be open to understand that, hey, our, our views may, may totally differ, but at the end of this, I'm going to respect the, the fundamental thing that you're a human being, I'm a human being. We don't necessarily have to agree, but I can't disrespect you. And when that disrespect crosses the line, we run into a lot of these problems that we that we currently have. And Langston, I'm okay. I posted this the other day. I'm okay with agreeing to disagree, but let me tell you what I'm not. What, what, and if you know me, you know I already say this all the time. What's not up for agreeing to disagree? I say this all the time. People say that about restaurants. Like I'm an Alabama fan. You're Auburn friends. Okay, we're going to agree to disagree. Like okay, but what we're not going to agree to disagree on is that. Black people are human and they deserve a right to live. You know, here's the thing. Black people aren't saying, well, we commit a crime, let us go free. We're not saying that. What we're saying is that don't meet justice out in the street. In other words, if I'm selling individual cigarettes and it's against the law, even if they give you the maximal time, it's not going to be the death penalty. You out here doing more than the, than the actual government would do. We, we want to be treated with respect. We want to be treated as humans. That is that is all that we're asking for. Like the fact that people are saying well, we can agree to disagree. No, we cannot agree to disagree on it. It's hmm. it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because that goes back that goes back to what I was saying. Fundamentally, before we're black, Caucasian, Asian, or whatever, we're human. And we just want to be treated as such. And what we right. have to what we have to embrace is that the country's one of the country's original sin, it's not the only one. One of the country's original sin of slavery created a precedence, a mental precedent of superior and an inferior relationship to where we were deemed to be not equal to. And in many cases less than. And even now that's what we that's what we come up against, is that we're viewed as less than. And so you're exactly right. That that's not a point of uh, agree to disagree on there because the fundamental concept is that you're not accepting that I'm human when you look at me as in an inferior superior type relationship. Right. Right. Cool. Cool. Jones, man, what about you? What do you feel is the single greatest threat to to your faith and then to your race right now? Um. I really, like I said, I expounded on it. I don't see there's a threat to my um, my religion or my spiritual connection with the divine creator. Um, but um, to piggyback on, uh, you piggyback on what Katrina was saying, if there is a single threat, it's, it's, it's the people that's inside that religion with the hypocrisy. Right. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. Right. So, uh, ain't no, ain't, ain't no outside force going to destroy. It. It's the people that are inside of it. Right. Now, to expound on the single threat, greatest threat on my race, I'm just going to say two words, and that is white supremacy, and hmm. and uh, white supremacy is a philosophical, material, ethical, economic scientific, religious, and political system that works to maintain the dominant and relative superior group position of those identified as white over those who are marked as non-white. So that is that is the greatest threat to the black race for me. So um, uh, Katrina um, expounded talked about abortion 
it, you know, they're not pro life or pro love. They pro birth because if you could you control the woman, you control the race, and hmm. uh, they need the women, the white women, to reproduce so the white people can stay dominant physically, and they need the black women to reproduce so they can make mo- money off them in, in incarceration sales economically. So that's why it's a big issue with for the Republicans, but. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off my soapbox on that. All right. The realest man in Huntsville has spoken. My goodness. Yeah, but you can't. But one thing, you can't paint that broad stroke and say that that's all Republicans. That's, 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 I'm going to tell you this. This is one thing I've always said and believed. When it comes down and you start talking on politics, people can easily forget that that person, regardless of title of Democrat or Republican, if they are demon and they got that hatred inside, it doesn't matter what political party they belong to. They're not in the best interest of you. And so you have to wake up and realize that and pay close attention to it, that, you know, all on either side are not bad, but you, you'd be wise to not just automatically affiliate a person with good or evil based off of their political affiliation. Okay. So, so, so I'm glad you said that Langston. So let me, let me ask this. Of course, like I said, we're, we're, we're doing this episode prior to the 2020 election. Um, but considering the stakes of the election um, and the prominent roles that race and, and religion or race and faith are playing in our society today, would you rather that the policies in our country be shaped from a place that supports your faith or supports your race? Which one, and, and again, no both sides in it, which one, if, if you had to say, you know what, if, if, if policy, if law has to be made based on one or the other, race or faith, which one would you choose? That's for you, Langston. Oh, um, for, for me, my answer would be it doesn't matter. And here's why I would tell you. Ah, you when both you sizing at, it, brother. I'm not I'm not oh, both sizing. That's what I'm saying. Government government in itself is amoral. So anything that you have people in, because at the end of the day, regardless whether you have policies um, targeted for race or for religion you're still going to have people and and that's where the corruption and all the the things that we're dealing with right here and now it comes in because the people that are administering that are that are handling so on the face of it government policy they're amoral it's the people that are that are immoral that that distribute it out and that's the thing too you got to understand too just because the person looks like you don't make them your brother you know there's some people out here that look just like me but i gotta watch out for them just as well like I, as i have to watch out for you know the, the other side sure 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 so so let me quit well on that on that to that point number one it sounds like you on the ballot for 2020 the way you just answered that question i i, I don't know if you run involved as <laughs> or what but you know but that's why i prefaced it with you this can't be a I, and i respect the answer i like the answer i, I know it's a thoughtful answer but I'm asking for a choice. If you had to select, if you had a choice, if somebody said, yo, we're gonna make, um, you know, we're gonna make these policies or we're gonna set these laws in motion and they're gonna either be shaped from a place that that, that puts, or, the, or they're gonna be shaped from your, your, your faith view first or your racial view first. Which one would you prefer? Would you prefer one that, 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 that supports your, your faith or your race? That's a you know that's that's a tough question that uh, you know requires more thought than just kind of giving a on the surface answer because that's why I said honestly for me I would that's one where I really wouldn't wouldn't go with either 
because on either side, in order in order for me to do that, I might as well be racist or I might as well have uh, the very bias that that we're fighting against right now myself. So no, no, that, I, I, that all, wouldn't... all I'm no, all, all I'm saying is somebody again. Uh, we know this is a huge hypothetical. All I'm saying is somebody in a position of power, quote unquote, is giving you a choice. They're saying, all right, this is how we're going to approach this particular law, this particular policy. Would you wear, would you rather us approach it from a place where we consider first and foremost your faith or first and foremost your race? This doesn't mean that you're that, that you're prejudiced. This doesn't mean that you are racist or anything like that or biased. They're coming to you asking you which one would you prefer we look at first in helping to shape or craft this policy. That's why that, that's what I'm asking. So think on that real quick, Katrina. What you got? What you think? Right. If you had to right. answer that question. Race, race, and more race. Yeah, my, uh-uh. Listen, here's the thing. Religion gonna be fine. Um, but what the prob- the problem now is the, 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 the system is unfair. So even, even if a white person um, does the same crime as a black person, matter of fact, they commit the crime together. Let's say they, they both rob a bank. You guarantee the white person gonna get less time. And I'm saying that's about 85, 89. If you got a black judge, they might get equal. But the black man will get less time than the white man. That's unfair. Okay. That's unfair truth. And that, there is case law. There is, and I'm talking about not from 1953. I'm talking about from yesterday and last week. There, there is there is stuff out there to prove that race is the issue. And I get what Langston said. Matter of fact, if, if you weren't pushing for a one or the other, I probably would have said what Langston said. Because I do understand that as long as humans are in charge, they're going to be um, they're going to be issues. But here's the thing. Sure. None of us are super righteous, but there, we can elect people who can make better choices. I don't believe that everybody who gets in is just immoral and never going to do what's right. No, but right. we have to, as a race of people, stand up and say, hey, listen, race is an issue and we need to adjust this. When you talk about, when they say things like, when a black person get along, we live in the same neighborhood, we, we got the same job, and I'm paying more for my mortgage than that person whose credit score is less than mine. That is documented proof of this. Just because yeah. of the skin, that needs to be an adjustment. I, if I got an 800 credit score, and he got a 650, and I am still paying more than he is, what's the issue here? Race. Right. And so until there is no fair injustice, there is no Christianity until those things are adjusted for. So, yeah. Okay, I love it. I love it. Great point. Great point. Jones, what about you? What do you think? If you had to pick one, somebody's giving you the option of shaping policy based on your faith or based on your race, which one are you picking? Man, uh, brother, that's a tough question. And I'm going to have to... Uh, I like the way how Katrina brought it, brought it from her perspective. But I'm kind of leaning towards kind of Langston, man, because I'm, I'm going to paint a scenario. Okay. If I'm going to base it on religion, um, that means my Muslim brothers is, is out. My Hindu brothers are out. My Buddhist brothers are, are, are on the outside looking in. You get what I'm saying? Because okay. when the, the Christianity is not synonymous with black. Black created all of them. Yeah, all of them, all the religions came from the motherland. So, it, you know what I'm saying. So if I if I do it by by religion, of course they're gonna do it by the majority religion. Then all, all my other brothers are being stereotyped and prejudiced against because what they worship. Now, if I do it by by race, this country is already set up by race. Three fifths of, of man, uh, the Jim Crow laws, 
uh, and everything else. And so if we're gonna do it by race, okay, we're gonna do majority rules. Okay, it's a white race. Everything's gonna be catered to the white race. So I had to say if I if I had but 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 but, but, but they're I, but but they're coming to you. They're coming to you and asking you, Marcus Jones, would you rather us start to craft this policy taking into account your faith or your race? I would have to say, brother, my character, how people conduct themselves. And that's the problem. Oh, my God. I'm being honest with you. I, I just don't think neither neither one is, is, is self-destruction. You know, we, we we already seen what has been done, things being catered by uh, by race. Um, and if you need a if you need a reminder, you, all you got to do is to go to 60 my, 65 South. There's a city called Montgomery, Alabama. They just built a, a nice memorial where all those Negroes been hung and lynched and burnt. And I'm quite sure about 90% of them Negroes were Christians. So, so, so let me, so let me. So, so my so. thing is, uh, if I had to, I, I, if, the, if the judge or the president came to me and I was like, man, I, I don't think religion should be, it, sh it should be religion nor race it should be by character uh, uh, how people, somebody conduct themselves i know you don't want to hear that but that would be my answer so, okay so, so i'm sorry go ahead i was just gonna say real quick so so all due respect i i, I appreciate the, the the nuance i i appreciate the um the the, the elevated you know tenor or, or, or language in terms of using character but here's my thing um and honestly I think you kind of answered the question a little bit um, as you were giving your answer because you, you you made a compelling case for why it shouldn't be religion because that can be easily um, um, you know taken and used to 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 completely just throw some uh, other groups out. But when it comes to race, you laid you, you laid the foundation. You made you made the case for the three fifths of a person and how the 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 you know the this country was founded on one race being superior to another, which to me. That answer within the answer would say, I, I would think that you would choose to, to, to have your race looked at and help shape a policy to help bring some equity and equality into the equation. That's it. But I, but I think that's fair if you're saying you support the human race. It can't be race as far as a, your yeah. ethnic. Your yeah, that's the, because, because if you're going to do it by ethnic, ethic is majority rules, and that's white people. So I don't think the question said anything about making it unfair. What what it said is how do we the, the the policies are already benefiting white people. Let's be clear. Laws, the mortgage company, you name it, they all benefit from it. What I think Anthony was saying was that if they come to you and say, okay, well, how do we adjust this so that everybody is treated equally? This is not just saying benefit black people. We talking about people of color, period. It ain't just black folks out here suffering. What we're saying is, hey, look. It's not okay for you to make Muslim people pay more in mortgage just because of their and, and and people are doing it. If you think that that is not happening, you are far being deceived. It is happening every day, and we need people in office who are going to look at it and say, "Hey, this is not fair and just. We need to make it equal across the board." And when people do not abide for it, they need to pay for it. When you have Wall Street, that I mean, th these people have smothered and taken folks' money and. Oh, well, we had the big recession. All this is because people were just being greedy, right? Well, well, I'm from, we call that stealing. People go to jail for that. No, what they get is a bailout from the country. And so my point is, is that, listen, this is something that can 
be addressed and fixed in the law. But there has to be people who are willing to say, hey, and, and one of the things about black people, we got to get away from letting white people shame us from saying we're doing something because we're black. People always say, well, why do you, why is your firm marketed toward, because I'm black. I mean, do, do I, is it any simpler than that? And I'm not saying that my race, and I think that people say, well, if you're pro-black, then you're, you're going to turn it to them. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because I understand that I'm, I'm not saying that I'm better than them. What I am saying is that I am equal to them. And I think that's the point that we got to think. We got to make things fair, just, and equal. What, does that mean that everything's going to be perfect? Absolutely not. But then you cannot tell me that we, if somebody gave me an opportunity to say, hey, we're going to adjust this and make it fair, not make black people be over white folks and we get better deals than them. No, just make it fair and equal. That's all we're asking for. I'm going race. And so that, but like what you just mentioned is this, like you mentioned a thing that uh, goes back to redlining and things of that nature, right? That a lot of times works against ethnic people. The problem is not the policy because there's policy out there and laws that were out there. The issue is those things aren't, they're not executed, you know, and used at the time they should be used when these things shouldn't be happening. So you'll continuously have, you continuously have loopholes or you have some people that just get done in and they don't, you know, they don't come back to, to fight it or when they do fight it, they're retaliated against in such a way that they, you know, they rather not deal with that. So that's the, I think that's the, the core issue is that, you know, like you said, there, there are already things on the books, but these things a lot of times for whatever reason are not, not activated across the board. And that's and the so, point, right? So we would, we would put, we, we would, if they came to me, I would be like, let's, how do we fix these loopholes, right? How do, how do we, this is like potholes in the street. How do, how do we fix them? And the, the issue is, is until we start having an agenda that supports people of color, you're going to continue to have this issue. This is my yeah, right. But I, I just think that um, this, this type of question for me, this just my opinion, if we're going to use religion and race, that it, it's, it, it, it's, it's totally against what the civil rights movement was talking about. You know what I mean? It was talking about inclusion. And we already had laws in place in the late 1800s talking about race. It's called separate, separate, separate but equal. But what happened to separate but equal? equal the white folks were giving it to us because we ain't gonna allow negroes to be equal so that's why we had to integrate so we can get equality so uh, that's why i say i would choose neither it would be like what langston said the human race because we have prior examples of we trying to do it by race and it, it failed and let us remind you when we did have our own Tulsa 1921. You see how that happened. So uh, I want to say humanity. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so once again, all, all due respect, I, I, I get it, and, and and I love and appreciate y'all. But I just, I, I think that's a bit of a cop out because I think y'all are answering a question that's not even asked. Of course, we know that the human race is is, I guess, the ultimate race, quote unquote. But I'm simply. I just simply said, if somebody came to you and said, hey, we're about to do this, how do you want us to look at it? Through the lens of X or through the lens of Y? That's all I was saying. I, I wasn't saying that people aren't immoral. We know they are. We know that people are going to be people. Folks will focus. They're going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. But all I'm saying is, if they came to you and presented you with the choice, yeah, which one right. would you select? That's all. And I, That's all. And I, uh, yeah, and I'll say it, Z. 
Yeah, well, that that, that wasn't yeah. an answer, but I I, I got it. You, you, you know what? You you might have you might have a career in politics the way you just answered that, brother. So but yeah, I, you saw you well, being on the ticket. I would I would I would leave it like this. Um, I would quote. Um, this was an MSK quote that I believe is is just as true now as it was then, and it will be forever. Whenever you're looking at decisions, whatever you're looking at, understand that no one is free when others are oppressed, whether it's intentional or unintentional. So what I'm saying is that if 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 we are adjusting to make it fair, how is anybody oppressed? Like you guys right. are making the assumption that the law is that that when they say Katrina, we're gonna just lock. Look, I wanted where black folks making more and we paying less than them and make them suffer the way I didn't say nothing like that. So I'm right. not trying to oppress people. What I'm saying is that let's fix what we already have. I mean, the re- reality is that nobody's looking to oppress anybody. I don't I don't want white people to be oppressed. I have white friends that I absolutely love and adore. I won't I don't want them to be mistreated, but I don't want to be mistreated. And I'm tired of my folks being mistreated. So I'm saying, like, if 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 you have an opportunity to fix a law that's not favorable to one or the other, but that makes it fair and equitable, I am going to choose that. Alright, so uh, <laughs> so let's keep this train rolling, man. What do y'all, um, do y'all think that there is a such thing, um, and again, and again, try your best after you hear the question, don't just jump off, I guess just kind of off the cuff, because it might sound obvious, but it might not be as obvious when you really think about it, but is there a such thing as being too black or too Christian? Why or why not? Uh, Katrina, feel free to answer that first. Man, why everybody else get a second in here? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I think <laughs> the, Bible, the Bible in, in Ecclesiastes, the Bible says that you can that that, that some of us are too religious. Said we were, mm. that's that is book chapter verse, and I'll be happy to quote that for you when I find it. So give me a second. Um, okay. I, I, I think I think you can be too pro black. I, I, and it goes back to the 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 way Langston answered that question. I want laws equal for all people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be superior to white people. I'm not trying to lord over them. I don't want them to be my slaves because they had our people as slaves. I'm not interested in any of that. What I want is fairness. And so I think that some of the the rhetoric that I hear from some some organizations and some people. I, I can't get down with that. And I'm sorry if people disagree with me or think I'm being, a, I, I just, I'm not going to support you in that. I'm not interested in making other people be under my foot. What I'm saying is get your foot off my neck. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, Langston, what about you? Such thing as being too black or too Christian? Yes. Yes. And more yes. All across okay. the board. Here's why. The thing about being too black, I'm going to go, I'm going to go from the, um, more of the humor side of it for those who are familiar with uh i think it was the movie boomerang you have people out there that are as extreme as martin's character was when he said see the game of pool because you have some people that are like this i'm using this for an example you too black you got people out there talking about see the game the pool is set up to mentally diminish the black man see the table is green and all the other balls are whatever color but the game is over when when the white ball knocks the black ball off the green which represents the face of the earth yeah you too black that's you're doing too much with it on the other side on the other side you can be entirely too christian because i'm gonna tell you this i just talk from my experience to me i won't say there's nothing worse but it really agitates me when you go up to someone and you just say hey how you doing today and they hit you with one of these 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good, saved, and sanctified. Ain't never been better. Lord knows. Bless your holy. Like, hold up. First of all, I just said, how you doing today? Ain't, ain't need all that. And the reason for that is because what that does to people, it actually, it hurts. It hurts more than it helps. And here's why. Because it, it has people out here on some falsehood that as a believer, there's something wrong with you if you go through it, if you deal with something. No, it's called life. It's called living. You're going to go through some stuff. You're going to deal with some stuff. You're not less of a Christian or less in your faith because you acknowledge I'm going through this. Now you rest in the hope. And that's the thing about Christ, you know, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You rest assured in that hope. But, you know, you ain't walking up to everybody like that. And that's the same thing as like people who come up and when they first meet somebody. Let me put this in your hand. Have you heard about Jesus? Well, first of all, before you get to that point of a conversation with me, you really need to take an interest to know me because you coming in in that way, once again, creates the same type of inferior, superior type relationship because you're not even knowing me. You coming to me with like your belief system is more superior than mine. And apparently there was something about me that you thought was on its way to hell or eternal damnation. But you know, you don't even know me as a person. So that's why I say yes, yes, and more yes. Okay, good stuff. Real quick, it's this the scripture I was referring to. It wasn't Ecclesiastes; it was in Amos fifty five twenty one through twenty four. This is this is God talking now. He said, okay. "I cannot stand your religious meetings. I am fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religious projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I am sick of your fundraising schemes, your public relations images, and your image making." Now, this is the message version, but if you get into the old, it's the yeah, same. Yeah. I am so tired of you people acting religious. See, God does not like nations that don't have moral accountability amongst their people. God is not going to accept. He rejects religious worship and rituals that uh, that are unaccompanied by moral lifestyles. Like, yeah, you can be too religious. God says, I'm tired of y'all. Y'all faking too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Thank you like, for bringing that, bringing that scripture to us. Jones, Jones, let me like get from you, brother. Let me, get, let me get Jones in on this one. Uh, is there such thing as being too black or too Christian, brother? Oh, man, that's a tough question, man, because, you know, I pride myself of being a very prideful black man, but I guess um, too black, no, but too ignorant and arrogant, yes, to the point to where it seems that your blackness is loud and, and, and ineffective. Um, kind of like with, uh, and I see this all the time on Facebook, and I, I can't stand it. You got Christians talking bad about the woke, hot tip, whatever <laughs> slogan. You so woke, but you in a coma. You you sleep, or you take you need to take a nap, and all that, which is which is division amongst uh, our own people. But when you're when you think you're t more than somebody because you got uh, acquired more, you have more knowledge uh, in, I guess, the blackness when it, I, I, I like to use the word woke and, and you're not using it to uplift your people or make them better, then, yeah, it could be to the point that it's detriment to your people. Now, to Christian, um, actually, Katrina was right. It was in Ecclesiastes. It's called Ecclesiastes 7 and 16. Cause that's my favorite Bible verse. That is, hmm. don't be over righteous, over wise, why destroy yourself? 
So, mm. so that's the Bible verse, you know, like I, like I, I'm talking to all of y'all, my ideology, my religious ideology has changed, but that's the Bible verse I live by. Uh, uh, one of my favorite ones, because you can destroy yourself by being over-righteous, you know, and by that meaning that you're going to mess up one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people are going to remember your, your over-righteousness and you, like Langston said, you're sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, like, you know, I'm going to turn warrior, um, to war, turn warrior to wine, and then when you slip up, people are going to be like, yo, uh, yeah, you there, there go that over-righteous person, and, and they're going to show you no sympathy because you didn't show them no sympathy, no humility when you met them. And so, oh. so it, it's very, it's very, it's very important to come humble in both sectors, uh, in, in 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 the woke black, I guess quote black sector, and also in your in in the faith sector, come humble because it's one day you won't stumble, and the, the, by the way you carry yourself, people are either want to help you, or just or go roll uh, roll past by. Wow. Good perspective, brother. Thank you for that. Um, like you to the add something real quick. You well, I'll just say real quick. I'll just say real quick. When he starts talking about the, you know, the the two Christian and the witnessing thing, that's one where you can go straight back to the alphabet. L come before M. Witness with your life before you witness with your mouth. I love it. I love it. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I want to I want to kind of kind of take that what you all just kind of answered what you just talked about and 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 fully bring this thing to a close to a head and pose this question to you because again the, the the title of this episode is is black or Christian and of course we've talked about you know the the, the different facets and components of, of, of both of those things but um, it, it's gonna be kind of tough because of the way it sounds so black or Christian all right? We'll ask the question like this it's, it's an either or scenario um, and it's going to be hard for you to both sides or, or I'm walking down the middle kind of thing alright I'm presenting you with two options right here um, let's say let's say you've got two groups of people that are um, I don't know let's just say marching to or, or, or walking together to um, the state capitol I don't know let's, let's just use that as a scenario let's say that everybody everybody there, there's no nobody is exempt everybody has to join a group all right one of these two groups you have to join a group all right the, the the two groups of this one group is um a group of evangelical christians the other group is a group of black atheists which group are you going to take that march or that walk to the state capitol with Marcus Jones. Shoot, that's easy for me. I'm going with the black atheists because I was born, when I came out the womb, I was black. And in, in, in the word evangelical is just a, a fancier word for white supremacy for me. So that's an easy question for me. Uh, okay. I mean, so I'm, we'll be marching non-believers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Langston Lee, what about you, brother? Which, which group you marching with? For me, first of all, I'm going to go back because you know the EA. Words have power and words and their roots are important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that evangelical, I, I know what it has become to mean, and Marcus is right about that. That's the way that they have marketed now to mean that when you use the term evangelical. But going back to the, the term itself, it derives from a Greek word meaning gospel or good news. And it's supposed to refer to a person, church, or organization that's committed to the Christian, Christian gospel message that Jesus Christ is the Savior of humanity. We're using the I 2020 version. And well, ain't no good news with the 2020 version. Um, that's no, that's what, no. That, you, well, look, I'm gonna tell you this: if you're going version. 2020 version, if you're going with the 2020 version, I'm going with the black atheist, and I know that that. And here's why: because you know Jesus was all things to all people, so I feel better there. Because at least I know exactly where they coming from. I ain't got to worry about no nonsense, and, and I know that I'm protected by my Savior. So, it, given that, that's the only commonality that I have. Because, like you said, if you have to. You know, we all know two of the things we definitely got to do if we live in these United States. Look, I'm going to stay black and I got to die. Those two are inevitable. So okay. I'm going Katrina. with my brothers and sisters. <laughs> okay. All right. Katrina, what about you? Man, I'm marching with the atheists. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Because being an atheist, I say this all the time, be, people be, there are people who verbalize being an atheist and then there are people by their actions, they're atheists. They don't think that they are, but their behavior says that they do not believe in God. And so... If somebody, I, I I can walk, if we have a common goal in mind, I can work mm -hmm. with it. We don't have to agree. We don't have to agree. I, I work with people every day that I sometimes don't like their personality and I'm sure that I'm not everybody's cup of tea either. But when we have a common goal, I can walk with you. I can grow with you. I didn't say I had to co-sign everything that you're doing or I agree with everything that you're doing, but I'm going, I'm going to walk with my folks. Okay. So, so all three of y'all answer in the affirmative Look. for the group of, the group of black atheists. So let me ask <laughs> this real quick. Rip it's real quick though, real quick. Something, something that is true and relevant, because in the 2020 version of evangelical, you're not allowed to have whites-only churches, so we wouldn't be allowed anyway. <laughs> okay. So, so again, so, so, so as I as I asked that question, and, and everybody said to a to a person, you said the black atheist group, um, in, in, in that scenario, um, is it safe to say then that you identify more with a black atheist than you do an evangelical Christian. Absolutely, because uh, we if we all get pulled over, right? And we we in Birmingham and Katrina showing us a good time, you know what I mean? The city built the new highway, finished the highway, and we about to go see a comedy show. The police pull us over. Katrina is a devout Christian. Uh, I am a, a devout atheist, and, and Langston is a devout Muslim. That car don't give a damn. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? We, I do. Uh, I we, and I'm probably, I gonna, I'm probably gonna get all the static because I'm extra chocolate than all three of them. So uh, I'm just we dreads, we dreads. <laughs> Hello. All right, <laughs> Katrina. Katrina, are you are you are you saying the same? Are you saying that you identify more with a black atheist even than even evangelical Christian? I, I don't believe in that term in, in evangelical. I, I don't even know what that means. Like no, I. I'm a Christian, period. Yeah. I think in our current climate, I identify exactly. with, I have I identify with the hurt of my people. Um and I think there's a place for me, even amongst those who who are extreme, even amongst those that I don't disagree, I don't agree with with their how their take on things. But we do have a common goal. We're black. And I, I want fairness for all of us, regardless mm -hmm. of whether they agree with me religiously or not.
Well, there you have it. That was our conversation on black or Christian. Uh, And as you can tell, there were some points of disagreement and also some points of agreement. Um, But it's all um, reality. It's all fact because it's what we deal with day in, day out as we navigate this space of um, race and religion in this great country of ours. Uh, It's a tough conversation. And I look forward to continuing to have these tough conversations, not just on the pod, but but just in society. These are things that we need to tackle. These are things we need to address and not shy away from Um, for the longest politics, religion. Those things were things that were said to be off the table in terms of public discourse. But I think they should get back on the table um, because people are uh, people are hurting and people have have legitimate concerns that need to be addressed and you can't address them in a vacuum you can't address them in a dark room you can't address them um, in silence they have to be addressed by the masses that's the only way we start to shift things and so hope you enjoyed our conversation um, on being black or christian Uh, of course we know that it's black and christian but sometimes the way things are set up it makes us feel as if we have to choose one or the other and that's why we had the conversation so i hope it was beneficial to you i hope you got something from it and if you did please take a second to subscribe to the podcast share with your friends and family and by all means leave a rating and a review look if you're inspired and want to work with me one-on-one when it comes to anything i've said today anything the guest said today uh look i'd love to have you as a client and help you make some things happen so feel free Reach out to me via any of my social media. Simply Anthony D. Sparks is the username. My website, www.anthonydsparks.com. Or you can even shoot me a text at 415-935-0219. Look, thank you so much for rocking with me. Tune in next week, all right, for part two of our God Bless America series as we're going to be talking about church hurt. Church hurt. Yeah, dealing with hurt from a place that was designed to heal from a place that was designed to heal and so look um, I'm looking forward to the next time and I hope you are too until then I'm out